listeners, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Campion, and this is another episode of One Guest, One Drink, One Question, the most refreshing show on the web. Now, if you don't know the rules, here's how it goes. Every episode, I'll bring on one new guest. They'll share one drink with me, and I'll ask them one fascinating question where we can discuss and debate it for the rest of the show. Now, today's episode, we have a very special guest, a longtime friend of mine. Her name is Joanna. She's a, a longtime listener of the show, huge supporter of the show. Joanna, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Um, it's great to have you here. How's your day going? Been good, you know. It's it's not too bad. COVID-19 still getting us down, but we're trying to survive. Definitely, definitely. Trying to survive, trying to stay with family, you know, keep it tight-knit. Exactly. Awesome. So, Joanna, uh, which bring, which drink did you bring for us today? So today, Campion, we have a San Juan seltzer. Uh, the flavor is raspberry cran. And you know me. I love supporting our local businesses. So i got to support my Pacific Northwesters. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a classy kind of getting into that summer vibe, uh, sparkling seltzer. So... Definitely. Yeah, it looks very fancy. You know, I've never had a San Juan seltzer. Um, I think, you know, last summer truly maybe won the, the War of the Seltzers. Yes. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see if San Juan can make a comeback this summer. You know? I hope that it's uh, enjoyable for you. I know that seltzer isn't your favorite, but, um, you know, it's one of mine. So I'm, I'm hoping you, you like the flavor. Hey, you're the guest. It's your <laughs> drink. I'll like it. All so, right. Uh, as you know, before uh, we, we start sipping, uh, we like to give shout-outs on this show. Do you have any toasts you'd like to give or any shout-outs? I think, given the current climate, I'm definitely going to have to shout-out to our uh, essential workers right now. So anyone mm-hmm. who's working in the hospitals, um, anyone who's working in grocery stores, gas stations, we appreciate you. And uh, keep on keeping on. Fight the good fight. Definitely. I would like to give a shout out to them as well. Shout out to, you know, all the healthcare workers, all the essential grocery store workers. Um, shout out to you for being a guest, for being a fan, for being an environmenter. If you will. <laughs> uh, shout out to you for caring about the earth. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it. Go ahead and crack your can open and we'll all take right. our first sip. Well, cheers to us. <laughs> cheers. That is refreshing. Not going to lie. That is great. Uh, you know, it's the first one I've had, and uh, it is quite nice. It's, it's a big change from the beers I've been having on this show, for sure. There we go. i got to switch it up. Bring the, the different flavors. <laughs> exactly. And I love it. Zero carbs, zero sugar. And, you know, it's a kind of a healthy-looking drink. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, Joanna, it's time in the show for, for us to ask the big question. Are you ready for it? I think so. I'm, I'm ready. Hit me. Awesome. So I know you are very passionate about uh, the environment and the con- conservation of our earth. That is very so true. What I want to ask you is, for those who have the privilege to be able to work from home, uh, I imagine a, a future uh, that's not so distant where many people do work from home as the norm. How do you think this will affect the environment? 
Campion, that is a fantastic question. Um, I think the first thing I, I will say, the short answer, is that this will positively affect the environment. That's just taking into account working from home and assuming that a lot of people are going to be doing this. Given what we've seen so far with um, the virus, obviously a lot of people are being forced to work from home. And I know that that's not ideal for many people and it's not possible for many people. Um, We're obviously in a very lucky situation being in Seattle and being in the tech industry, um, having the ability to work from home in a safe and healthy environment you know, kind of on our own, we have the resources to get, you know, extra tech equipment like monitors and keyboards and things. So it's really given us the opportunity to kind of lean into that working from home environment. And overall, I would say that it's really positively affected uh, the city of Seattle. I believe similarly, we're seeing positive effects in large metropolitan areas like LA and New York, where people are having to stay inside and just the commuter traffic is is going down obviously because not a lot of people are having to commute into work so I think the short answer is in the long run if we're just looking at traffic and emissions from transport it's going to have a positive impact it's going to have a longer lasting impact what If we get into it, I guess, a bit more, I think where the issues lie is that the pandemic has forced us to change our lifestyles and it's forced us to work from home, right? So this is something that was taken, I mean, it's it's taken us a shorter amount of time to adjust to because we had to because we are losing people left and right. And it's a serious issue. Obviously, we want to keep everyone safe and healthy. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think the issue with that as well, if we're looking at it from an environmental standpoint, is that the pandemic isn't about the environment. It's about our health and our our safety and our livelihood. Um, Mm. So that piece of it, I don't think after we've kind of you know, flatten the curve, if you will. I don't think that after we flatten the curve, things are going to um, be better for the environment because this is a temporary adjustment for us. And I think a lot of people are also viewing it as a temporary adjustment. So people might take more initiative to, you know, lower their carbon footprint. Obviously, people are driving in their cars less um, in order to get to work. Air transport has has slowed down quite a bit. These are all really great things and they're actually helping to mitigate our carbon emissions a, a lot. But it is, again, a temporary uh, solution, if you will. And I don't want to say that a virus is is what we needed, but it kind of has given us a chance to like look in the mirror and see where we can make changes systemically. Obviously, it's hard to do that when our main focus is keeping you know humidity safe. Certainly, certainly. Yeah. Do, do you think there's uh, maybe some sort of other catalyst to get people to care more about the environment? You know, something that's not as devastating as a worldwide pandemic. Do you think there's anything that, that will convince people, hey, we should fly less, we should drive less, we should care yeah. about our effect on the environment? 
Oh gosh, that, that's such a hard, <laughs> hard topic to get into because there's so many different layers. And even, you know, just like working from home, the layers are, there's so many of them. Um, I think that <sighs> there are people, you know, like Greta who have been trying to create this climate strike uh, mentality where, you know, the younger generation is trying to like step up and show um, the, the leaders of the world that climate change is real, that climate change is a, a serious threat, um, that, you know, if our earth goes to hell, <laughs> we're, mm -hmm. we're all kind of effed. Like, it's just, that's yeah. the way it is. Um, and so definitely that, that start. I mean, obviously this was, you know, before the whole pandemic issue, um, this, her voice has really resonated throughout the world and has changed a lot of people's views and has really made people come to term with terms with the fact that the earth is dying and we are part of the cause and we are continuing to have a lasting effect if we don't, you know, make changes now. Um, so in a way, the virus kind of stepped in and did a little bit of that work. Um, the problem is that if people aren't focusing, I mean, they should be focusing solely on, you know, keeping everyone safe, keeping everyone healthy and mitigating transmission of disease. But at the same time, if we have the ability and we have the opportunity to look at the systemic changes that we can make in order to mitigate the climate crisis, I think that that could be possible that we might be able to turn things around. Um, mm -hmm. The big issue is that, you know, you have to have enough people in positions of power to focus on that. And right now I just don't see that happening with everything that's going on. So I would say that if you as an individual are able to, you know, continue your contribution to you know, mitigating your carbon footprint, um, in those ways, there's going to be, um, you know, a, a broader ripple effect. Um, but I do think that there are ways that the systems can change in that a lot of people are trying to stop going to grocery stores as much, you know, maybe going once every two weeks instead of, um, you know, every three days, because people don't want to be interacting with a lot of other individuals who could potentially be spreading the virus. So in that there's opportunity to, if you have, you know, a garden or a backyard, you could grow some of your own vegetables and harvest your own herbs. And that way you can kind of create produce for yourself versus having to go to the grocery store every, every time. Um, there's opportunities to uh, get into hobbies that maybe you wouldn't have had a chance to do if you were, weren't stuck at home, like creating your own compost. Um, if you don't have, you know, municipal mm -hmm. composting in your city, creating your own compost bin in the back of your house, there's, there's ways to, um, to tap into creating less of an environmental footprint. Um, but then again, you know, our, our country is, is a capitalist country. And at the end of the day, um, we do rely on a strong economy. We rely on consumerism. And I don't want to say that that's a bad thing um, because it's shown that it's it's been good for us. Um, but I think there's a lot of detrimental pieces 
to the whole system, um, just mm-hmm. given a lot of like, you know, waste and uh, runoff from factories, things like that. Just they all start to uh, build up and create just a toxic culture. Um, so I think if if we're able to be more mindful in this time um, of our footprint of our environmental impact. Um, these could be potentially helpful things for when our temporary work from home situation turns into, uh, okay, everyone's back out on the streets. We're all doing our, you know, quote unquote, normal living again. Mm-hmm. We might be more mindful of the impacts we're going to make. Um, and I think along that vein, I know we were talking about um, a little bit before the podcast um, about delivery services and um, food. And that's been a huge thing right now as well, because a lot of people are using DoorDash or Caviar um, to Mm -hmm. help restaurants that are struggling, especially, you know, like in the Seattle area, we have a lot of restaurants, we have a lot of foodies, we want good food. Um, And Mm -hmm. being able to support our our restaurant um, industry is important, but at the same time, there's so much waste um, that comes from takeout, and I would love to be able to see, you know, things like that. Uh, people coming up with solutions to just mitigate that problem. If we have, you know, more compostable containers um, for takeout or uh, utensils, or people just even asking for no utensils, no napkins, no extra condiments, those kinds of things um, can just help reduce the amount of, you know, waste we create. So all of those things are kind of stuff we can think about, um, but it's definitely not going to create the long-term needed change that we, we really, really need for the world to continue to thrive. And so I'm hoping that people will be more conscious going out of the pandemic. I just don't know if it's going to be enough to, um, undo the damage that we've done so far. Certainly. Uh, I mean, it, it sounds like the pandemic is, is kind of front of mind for everyone mm-hmm. and they're, they're losing sight maybe of the long, long future um, and the environmental impact they're having with the choices they make today, such as increasing how often they get delivery or takeout right. or increasing the number of packages they order online. Um, and so I think it, you know, it can be difficult for, for many um, to think of both the very long future of this, um, where we see the environmental impact in both a positive way from lack of commuting and a negative way from the increase in the, the take. Absolutely. Um, so it's, it certainly is an interesting problem. And I think... Um, through this discussion with you, we've kind of brought to light some of the issues that people may see at home. Yeah. And so listeners, you know, if, if you're listening and you realize that you're getting takeout for dinner every night and it's coming in, you know, four plastic bags and two Tupperwares and has, you know, a handful of plastic forks and whatnot, you know, maybe next time ask for less, right? Exactly. Um, say, I have a metal fork at home. I have plates at home. I don't need all this. Yeah. I think those, those pieces are definitely important of, you know, taking the small steps, um, on your, as an individual definitely are super important. Mm -hmm. And I do also understand that, um, 
it is important to support our local businesses. It's important to support restaurants right now. Um, and taking, having takeout, you know, like that's not a bad thing. I don't want to shame anyone for doing that. I think that's awesome. I've been doing that myself, like, you know, every week mm-hmm. trying to do at least, you know, one, one restaurant I really love and supporting them and getting some sort of takeout from them. Um, and also, you know, the people who are driving, uh, for the apps that are delivering, uh, they need funds too. So it's, it's definitely important to, to be able to pay into the economy. And I, I understand that it's important. Um, but definitely if you have the ability to say, Hey, I don't really want (laughs) those extra utensils. Like you can do that. I think that's something that, we need to step up and do is, is just be more assertive, I guess. And I'm not always great at this. Like I'm not always Mm -hmm. great at asking for like, Oh no straw. Um, thanks so much. Like I don't need that. Yeah. But being able to be assertive and just say, Hey, like call in maybe instead of ordering online, you could go pick it up. I know picking up also requires a car. If you have a car, Mm -hmm. that's going to be emissions. But at the end of the day, like you could pick it up and say, Hey, I don't need a bed grab, you know, the containers and you could throw them in your own bag. So those kinds of things are definitely helpful. Definitely. So Joanna, we're coming to the end of our time here on the podcast. Oh my Um, gosh, already? (laughs) I know. It it was a a very fascinating question. It sounds like, you know, we have a great call to action for our listeners here. Um, Support your local businesses. If you're out there in Seattle or anywhere else in the world, you know, please support them. But Keep in mind uh, the environment and the long-term effect that your decisions are having. Absolutely. So, Joanna, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Do you have any final shout-outs you'd like to give before we end? Oh, man. Well, first of all, thank you so much for being an awesome host. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed my time, and I hope to be back again. Um, I would say um, keep yourself informed uh, as a shout-out. Just, you know, like continue to to look on news sites, um, keep yourself updated on what's going on with the environment um, and how the coronavirus is impacting it. Um, There's some really great articles out there that I was reading up on before this. Um, But I do have an Instagram page if you guys are into environmental things. It is at EnviroMentor on Instagram. You can find me and follow me if you'd like. I will follow back. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Joanna. Shout out to Mother Earth. Shout out to local businesses, to Environmentor. We'll have a link in the description below. And listeners, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. It's the most refreshing new podcast on the web where every episode we bring on one new guest, we share one drink together, and we ask one fascinating question. We'll catch you next time. Stay sip in Seattle.